Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Thank you for your presence today. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yet all too often we choose to believe and rely more on what we see and hear rather than the hope and evidence we have in God and His Word. There is a purpose for everything God allows. Whether blessing or trial, steadfastly contending for our faith is spiritually fulfilling in ways we cannot imagine. Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us. Joseph did not touch Mary and was told not to do so. As a matter of fact, when he found out that she was pregnant without a man, uh, he had all kinds of problems and thought to put her away privately because that was reason for her being stoned until he had an angelic heavenly uh, experience telling him and letting him in on what God was doing, that it was a God thing. And leave her alone. She's all right. It's my business. I'm taking care of some business here, and I just want you to be a part of it. Yeah, and so, uh, so the virgin birth. And so you got to believe in the virgin birth. It, 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 that's why we celebrate Christmas. Christmas has its place. Because if it weren't for a Christmas, there would not be an Easter Sunday, a Resurrection Sunday. He had to be born so that he could die. Why? Because in heaven is no flesh and blood. So he had to receive flesh and blood in order to die like a man on the cross and shed that blood and secure our salvation for time and eternity. So what you believe about the virgin birth determines whether a teacher is true or false, what they believe about the virgin birth. Number 11, another characteristic of a false teacher. Are y'all hanging with me? I want y'all to be really, really, listen, y'all, this is of such profound significance because, and I'm so concerned about what's being on the radio airwaves, what's in books and what's on television and all these folk that look so good and so, everything that glitters is not gold. And I just, and I have charge over your soul and I want you not to be duped by some nice speaking oratorical, good-looking teacher. And just because they are popular doesn't necessarily mean they're right. I wish I could stand here for the next 20 minutes and start calling names on folk who are popular but are not right. But let me just stick with the doctrine. That way you know the doctrine, then you can spot the phonies out there. Another characteristic of a false teacher is this. They do not believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Now, that is big. That's where Oprah and a whole lot of folk have problems. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. And that's, listen, <laughs> ooh, if you got a problem with this, you are in real, serious, spiritual trouble. Won't y'all say amen? 
Because my Bible tells me in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 24, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you don't believe, if you do not believe that I am he, says Jesus, you will die in your sins. If you don't believe that Jesus is God and he's the only way to heaven, you will die in your sins and burst hell wide open. Can you get any clearer than that? John 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. In other words, the only way you can get to the Father, Jesus said, you got to go through the Son. And that's through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. In other words, listen at this closely. Y'all hanging with me? You damn your own soul to hell if you do not believe in the exclusivity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? You damn your own soul. I mean, there are not 50 gospels. There's only how many gospels? How many? How many? One gospel. And you damn your own soul to hell if you do not believe in the exclusivity of the gospel. When I go to all these countries and preach, my wife and I, we preach one gospel that transcends all cultures. I don't need but one doctrine. We don't need but one gospel. It's not but, not but one devil. Same devil. That's what they told me over in Africa. And I said, you have this problem? He said, Pastor Draper's the same devil. <laughs> same Satan. Many demons, multitudes of demons, one Satan. That's the doctrine of demonology and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole nother message. Satan makes the main thing. He put his demonic host all over. And, you, you, and so he, and he got his demonic imps and he got them assigned to you too. And some of y'all can't shake that devil because you don't have only the whole armor of God. But let me go on. You damn your own soul to hell if you do not believe in the exclusivity of the gospel of Christ. Here's a bigger thought. Christianity is not identical nor interchangeable with other religions. Now, did y'all get that thought? Ooh, I repeat it again. Christianity is not what? Identical nor interchangeable with other religions. For this would negate the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. I don't, I, I don't go and pray at ecumenical services. I don't care if it's in the name of Martin Luther King or whoever. I'm not getting on a stage with no Buddhist, no Hindu, no Orthodox Jew that don't believe that the Messiah has come. And he going to pray to his God and they going to pray to that God and I'm going to pray to my God and what you have is mass confusion. And if I get on the platform with them, you just say, well, Pastor, you say by being with them that all roads lead to heaven. By the mere fact, you sit on that platform with them. I'm not, I'm not changing my prayer. And I'm not going to go everywhere sitting with everybody. Now, if you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection... You believe in the birth, virgin birth. You believe, you, you believe that Jesus is coming back again. Amen. 
You, you, believe, you believe the essentials of the faith, whether you're Pentecostal, whether you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, uh, Episcopalian, whatever alien you are. If you believe the essential truths of the doctrine, the tenets of the Christian faith, then I can pray with you, worship with you, because we're all going through the same blood. One faith, one Lord. Amen. One baptism. So what I'm saying to you today is that I, I don't believe that we all have ecumenicalism. Uh, New Year's Eve day, New Year's Eve night, we had uh, a Methodist church worshiping here with us. And he's saying we're having an ecumenical service. I said, no, we're not. We're just having church. I said, you can get that ecumenical stuff out of you. I said, you, you, I'm lying. You, you're not getting to heaven because you're Methodist. <laughs> you get you getting to heaven because you know Jesus. So if you know Jesus and I know Jesus, we both wash with the same blood. We go in the same heaven, got the same daddy. We can worship together. Why don't you say amen? Amen. So I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't share myself with everybody. Besides, listen at this thought. Are y'all hanging with me? Why? Oh, why? Would God give us many roles? You can believe in Buddhists. You can believe in Muhammad. You can be a Muslim. You can be a Mormon. You can be a Jehovah Witness. You can be this and that. And he said, whatever, we, whatever you choose to believe, just pick that like you're picking off a menu. You know how you get a menu and I want this? Is it a la carte? I don't know what you call it. A la carte, you just kind of pick and choose, and whatever you pick and choose is good enough to get you in. Then you know what that would do? That would negate the work of Jesus on the cross. Why would Jesus die on a cross and die such a heinous, horrendous, tragic death out of his love for you and I, and then turn around and give you many ways into the kingdom? It doesn't make sense. Matter of fact, it's stupidity to think any other way. They say, you old narrow-minded, bald-headed, black preacher. I say, thank you. Because narrow is the way. Narrow is the way. Call me whatever you want to call me. As long as I got a right relationship, I don't have to answer to you. I got a God who's on my side. Why fight? Why fight? Now, you know, some of y'all fighting, but you fighting the wrong person. Some husbands and wives, y'all fighting each other. Mad at each other, not speaking to each other. Body language all bad. The children fighting each other. Members in the church fighting each other. Mad at each other. You walk all the way around the other way to keep from shaking their hands. I'm talking to the television, radio, and some of y'all in here, whoever you are. Won't you say Amen. Why fight? Number one, because Satan is raging all-out war against God and his church. He's he's waging an all-out war. It is an intense, fierce war. And and sadly to say, so many Christians are not fighting. Because Satan is fighting us. That's why my mama told me a lot of times, boy, don't you come back here. Let that boy get the best of you. You, you hit it, he hits you, you what? If you don't hit him back, I'm going to get you. You don't come here all beat up and whining. You a draper. 
Y'all say amen. <laughs> he beat me up. Your mama told you to hit him back. <laughs> Number two, we cannot, we cannot survive spiritually without a fight. That's why you got to fight. You will not survive spiritually without a fight. Our flesh is too weak to handle the spiritual battle we face. The Bible says that Ephesians 16, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, his strength, the battle is to be fought. That's, I don't have enough strength to fight a spiritual battle. You know why? Because Ephesians chapter 6, verse, verses 1 through 13 says, uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You see, that's why I have to fight the battle in his strength, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having, all, having done all to what? Stand. See, that's a spiritual battle. And you can't fight that battle. You know, you can't get in the ring and fight like this with the devil with flesh. How are you going to hit a spirit? How are you going to do that? How you gonna? How you gonna? How you gonna hit the? How you gonna? You 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 doing a, Oh, I'm, I got him! I'm gonna choke the devil! I got it! I got it! I got him! I got him by his head! You can't do that! You just say you crazy! You don't have no devil under your arm! You know why, man? He, 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 there are principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. It, it's a, it's dark spirits, demonic spirits. Demonize folk. It's the spirit behind them that you got to fight. Number three, why fight? Because no spiritual progress is gained without a fight. Sadly, many saints have lost their will to fight. You don't make progress spiritually without a fight. There has to be combat if you, and you must win. That's why the Bible says you must fight the good fight of faith. Good fight you must fight a good fight in the faith. No spiritual progress is made without a fight. Number four, when you blaspheme God or tamper with his word, which is absolute truth, you assault, you insult and offend God and his children. When you mess with God, you mess with me. That's right. That's the way you, you, ought, you ought to be so close to God and so harmonized with his principles. When you mess with the word of God, you mess with me. Now, now I tell you what, me and you might get in a squabble, but nobody else better not mess with you because you my brother. You know how it is? You know how it is, siblings? You know how, how many of y'all have siblings, uh, sibling fights? Uh, if you got siblings, you know you have, unless you're only child and you had nobody to fight but your mom and daddy. <laughs> you had, and then, you, you had siblings. There was, but I tell you what, but when somebody from the outside tried to mess with the sibling that you at odds with, y'all get y'all act together and fight him because you messing with my brother and don't you dare talk about my mama. And you know, man, some folk can shoot the doves. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all know how you used to say it? Your mama is a so-and-so, so-and-so, and I, you're so-and-so, so-and-so, and all that kind of stuff. Boy, and they can cut down on your mama. And some of y'all still listen to that mama stuff on these old ugly television shows. 
comedy hours and all that stuff. When you mess with mama, you ain't got to get by with daddy, but when you're something about mama, you don't, and no, you know, most of those jokes was about mama. You know, not, not, not daddy, but mama. Because it was something about that bond. When you say something about mama, whoo-wee! But do you realize when they talk about your heavenly father, the one who provided Jesus for you, the one that saved a wretch like me, the one that cleaned up the stench and muck and mire of my sins, wiped it up with his blood, put me in the kingdom of light. And when you mess with my daddy, you mess with me. When you mess with his word, you mess with me. And when anybody mess with y'all and, and, and I'm your pastor, they messing with me. That's right. That's why you ought to bring your boyfriends and girlfriends here. Because when they mistreat you, they messing with me. Don't y'all say amen. Let me look at them. I ain't talking about no one shot Sunday. Come up here, but this is my boyfriend. And don't come up here 14 years old talking about mine. I say, you better share with me and get your book. And they mess with any of y'all in this church, they messing with me. And let me tell y'all something. If anybody mess with me, they messing with you. You ain't gonna talk that way about me. No, you ain't talking about you leave my pastor alone. That's my pastor. That might be your pastor. Don't pray. Hey, mine. You, you know why it's like that? Because we family. That's what families do. We have each other's back. Stick up for one another. Hold up for one another. When you mess with God, you mess with me. And when you mess with me, you mess with God. It's dangerous to mess with a child of God. Dangerous. Number five. Uh, why fight? Satan knows that if he can taint, contaminate, and twist the truth of God's word, we are defenseless in the fight. If he can just get us screwed up in our heads with doctrine, if he can just get you not to hear what you're hearing today, if he can just keep you at home so you can listen to some fly-by-night person from wherever or your little book that's labeled Christian on it and keep you from hearing this, he dupes you and he takes you under contaminating the truth, contaminating the truth, twisting the truth of God's word. And if, you, if it gets twisted, you all, your life, when, you, when the word gets twisted and you believe a twisted word, you know what? A twisted word leads to a twisted life, which is a confused life. Number six, why fight? It's because truth is worth fighting for. And it matters because it is the only sure foundation upon which we stand. Listen, if you don't have the book, what else can you stand on? You can't stand on ideologies. You can't stand on politics. Huh? You can't stand on that. You can't stand on philosophy. You can't stand on opinions. 
You can't even stand on what you think because you think one way today and another way tonight. But the word of God never changes. It says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word stands. And when you take the word from me, I have nothing upon which to stand. Finally, but not the least, and we're done. Why fight? We must fight because the children of darkness, satanic children, the devil's children, are greater in number. While the commitment level of the children of light is declining. That's a big thought, y'all. Are y'all curious? Yes. Yeah, don't choke on it. Do you realize? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Do you not know that there, there are more of Satan's children on this earth than God's children? Huh? Do y'all, y'all ever think about that? It's more of them than us. But you, it's more of them than, 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 than us. Well, they're greater in number. It's, listen, there are more folk believing many roles to God. Everything is relative. Whatever you want to believe, whatever you want to do is just fine. If you want to be a homosexual, go on and be it. You are free. This is the land of the free. If you want to be an alcoholic, you, if you want to... Uh, just womanize if you want to just whatever have it your way Matthew chapter 7 13 through 14 says I'm validating what I said by the scripture enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction many folk are on Broadway You know why? Because you can bring all your baggage. You don't have to deny yourself and you can do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do, however you want. If it feels good, go on and do it. You know why? Because this is your heaven and this is the best it's going to be for you. You see, you see. So, So the road is broad that leads to destruction. And there are, look, underline, many who go in by it. Many, many go the broad way to destruction because, verse 14, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And look, and there are what? Underline that. One has what? Many and the other has what? Few who find it. Which substantiates the point that I've just made. We must fight because the children of darkness are greater in number while the commitment level of the children of light is declining. Now listen, we already established the fact, even from scripture, that it's more of them than us, right? And based on that alone, if, if it's more of them than us, we can ill afford to have a low commitment level. If we're few in numbers, that means we have to be unified. That means we have to be strong and we have to be committed because there's a whole lot of them and very few of us. However, we can take comfort in knowing that greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world. In other words, 
If, if, if I'm for you, I'm more than all of them against you. In other words, we and God make a majority. Even though when you go to count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ooh, is some, some, some whole billion of them and only one million of them. I'm just hypothetically saying something. But greater in you is God, who is greater than all of them in numbers. That's why our commitment level has to be ever so strong. Where is your commitment? Since there's more of them than us, how committed are you to the word? Since there's more of them than us, why aren't you in Sunday school? Since there's more of them than us, why are you not cultivating your prayer life? If it's that many of them and us, why can't we stand together and not fight one another, but bless one another and have each other's back? Because there's more of them than us, but greater who is in us, the Lord Jesus, than all of them who outnumber us. And that's good news. And all God's children said. Father, thank you for this message. Oh, God, we're in perilous times, and we have saints who have lost their will to fight. We have so-so Christians. It seems like the more you bless them, the less they do. Give them a job and do less. Give them a raise and do less. Solve problems for them, and they do less. Get them off the sick bed, and they do less. Fix the car and the house, give them a new home, and they do less. And Father, you're grieved and, and, and knowing that you're in us and with us, but the, the commitment level is so shaky until you can't even count on most Christians even in this room and in the television and radio audience. Father, we know we can count on you, but you're really saying, can you count on us? Father, may this message shake us down to the core, help us to rethink some things and to act on what we heard. In Jesus' name, all God children say worth the fight against Satan's tricks of his trade. He won't stop trying to circumvent our faith. Therefore, we must keep God first in all we do to resist him. We must be steadfast in exercising our authority in the name of Jesus to thwart Satan's efforts. We will be the recipients of God's perfect plan for each of us if we contend for the faith, or we will suffer the dire consequences. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. 
turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.